book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. Years ago in the college where I worked, uh, we had a, a certain little policy, and the policy was that when guests came on campus, when they walked through the door, and they were looking for directions, uh, we were never allowed to tell them we had to take them. So it wasn't enough to point and say, yes, down the hall, uh, third office on your left, or uh, go down to the next building. No, we had to literally walk them there because we were being good hosts. Uh, we were showing them. We were guiding them. We're talking about becoming a gospel guide, and we've learned lots of things. We've learned, first of all, from Philip in Acts chapter 8, that you have to be found yourself if you're going to help others uh, be found. We've learned that you have to look for people along the way who are lost, that you have to learn to use the roadmap, and the roadmap is the Word of God. Use the Scripture. And we've learned that you have to point them to the way of life. There is one way. It's the narrow way. It is the way. His name is Jesus Christ. So we're not trying to sign them up for some religious class. We're not trying to get their name on the church membership roll. Uh, we're seeking to help them know Jesus in a personal way. Uh, but let's add to that today. If you're going to be a gospel guide, don't just tell them. Show them. In other words, bring them along in the truth. I'm convinced that one of the reasons Philip was so greatly used of the Lord is that he spoke the truth, uh, but there was such a demonstration of the truth and the reality of the truth in his life, uh, people saw Christ in him. They wanted to know the Christ in him. Let's pick up with the conversation he's having with this Ethiopian eunuch out in the desert. Acts chapter 8, verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. What a great verse. Uh, open your mouth. Open your mouth. You see, that's the thing about a witness. A witness has to speak. Uh, he, he, it's not enough for him to have it in his, in his mind, in his heart. He must speak. Open your mouth. Begin right where you are with the person you're with, in the place you're with, with the scripture that is at hand. Begin at the same scripture, and this is the most important thing. Preach Jesus. Preach Jesus. Uh, that's what people need. Oh, the beautiful simplicity that is in Christ. It cuts through all the junk. It answers the questions. It, it clarifies the complexities. Preach Christ. Verse 36 says, And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Now, this is very important because Philip is about to bring some real clarity to this man's understanding. Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. That's wonderful, isn't it? Uh, so Philip not only explains to him who Christ is, but then he shows him the way of salvation. 
uh, he, he very plainly explains to him, it's not enough to be baptized. You can go into the water, a dry center, come out a wet center. The water doesn't wash away your sins. Now, this Ethiopian eunuch perhaps had heard about the followers of Jesus being baptized in that culture and custom. Uh, he had just been, you remember, in Jerusalem worshiping. I think that's where he got a copy of the prophet Isaiah, a copy of the Word of God. Perhaps he had seen some of the ritual baths there. Uh, ceremonial washings was really a pretty commonplace thing in that culture, in religious context. So he's thinking, well, I want to be clean. I want to be right. Don't miss the giant if, the eternal if, if thou believest. That's why we do not baptize people before they are believers. We believe that Scripture teaches believers' baptism. You don't baptize in order to believe. You believe and then are baptized. And baptism is simply the outward sign of the inward change. It is the, the public and personal expression of the inward faith. So it, it helps others to see uh, that which only God can see in the heart, which is that this person has put his faith in the person of Jesus Christ. And Philip is very plain about this with this man. He didn't just tell him a little about Jesus. He showed him the way of salvation. Oh, this is wonderful. This is what all of us are supposed to do. We're supposed to stand along the road of life and just point people to Jesus Christ. I think every Old Testament book, every Old Testament prophet was a pointer pointing ahead to the Christ that would come. And every New Testament apostle and every New Testament Christian points back to the cross of Jesus Christ, to the resurrection, to the way of salvation. I'm thinking now of Solomon. You know what Solomon did in Ecclesiastes? He stood along the road of life and he said, don't go down that road, the bridge is out. <laughs> and he stood along another road, don't go down that road, the bridge is out there. That's vanity. That's vexation of spirit. That's emptiness. Uh, that's misery. Uh, that's not good. What do we do? We stand along the way of life, not only saying don't go down that road, we stand along the road of life saying go this way. Here is the way, walk in this way. Here is the way of life, and we point people to Jesus Christ. Let me give you one more. If you're going to be a gospel guide, you not only have to be found yourself and look for lost people and use the road map and point them to the way of life, and don't just tell them a little, show them the way of salvation, then we have to keep going and keep guiding people to God. This is not just something we do occasionally. It's part of who we are. It's not just an event. It is a way of life. Listen to the end of Acts chapter 8. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. This is amazing. This is the man's life. This is, this is what he did. This is who he was. He was a gospel guide. In verse 4, they went everywhere. I love that word, everywhere. What an all-encompassing word, preaching the word, preaching Christ. In verse 40, uh, it is the word all. He preached in all the cities, everywhere and all. There's no place to stop. Uh, maybe, like me, you can think back to times in your life where you were actively and even aggressively getting the gospel out, trying to bring someone to Jesus. I wonder, have we stopped doing that? Have we let up on that? There's no place to stop. In fact, we all need to rededicate ourselves right now to saying, by God's grace, I want to guide people to God. I want, I want the Lord to use me. If you've ever read Pilgrim's Progress, and if you haven't, I recommend it, John Bunyan's classic work, there's a man in Pilgrim's Progress, one of the characters, whose name is Evangelist. <laughs> I love that. 
That's significant because Philip is the one man in the New Testament who's identified as the evangelist. Well, in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, evangelist was used by God to point Christian to the right way. And he used a book. I love that. He used a book to show him the way. Sound familiar? And in that record, evangelist said to to Christian, using the book, he said this, Look to the light and follow that light to the gate. May I say to you, God has given light in his word. Look to that light and follow that light all the way to the gate. What is the gate? That's Jesus. He is the only way of salvation. If you've never followed the light to the gate, would you do that today? Oh, friend, come to Jesus. Just come to Jesus. Jesus said, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Put your faith in him today. And like that man, you can go on your way rejoicing. You can know for certain your sins are forgiven. Believe on the Lord Jesus today as your Savior. Say with this Ethiopian eunuch, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Put your faith in him. And if, like me, you have put your faith in him, pass it on. Share it with someone else. Be a gospel guide today. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey.